Hi, this is Ryan Livergood of the Fantasy Joes. You're listening to part two of episode 15 of the Fantasy Joes podcast. If you didn't listen to part one with Nick Whalen, you've got to check it out. So be sure to go look for it and check it out. Get ready. Three, two, one, zero. You are listening to the Fantasy Joes podcast. Fantasy Joes podcast. Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood. All right, so that, that was a great start to the show, but we have not forgotten about our Fantasy Joes moments of the week and our letdowns of the week. And this week, it is week 14 is the tight end edition because um, we had a really great performance from a tight end and we had a really bad one. Um, so for the average Joe moments of the week, we are naming it after Trey Burton. So we're calling it the Trey Burton moments of the week. Trey Burton, five catches, 71 yards, and two touchdowns. So Will Greenwood, what was your Trey Burton moment of the week? I mean, the number one thing I think that needs to be mentioned for my moment of the week was I went head to head with Trey from the podcast and beat him, which is such a glorifying feeling. Uh, of a head-to-head, you know, playoff matchup. I was favored. He snuck in. I feel like I kind of snuck in, too. And there was a lot of luck in there, uh, a lot of things back and forth. But it's just kind of fun to mention. Um, and and just, just kind of fun to beat Trey in something for once. And, you'll, you'll, you know, after you just heard the fantasy draft, uh, I need, you know, I need something to keep me upbeat at this moment. <laughs> the, the second was my, my second highlight was watching, you know, football on, on Red Zone with my wife. And she's like, oh, so that Jimmy Garoppolo looks like he hangs out with celebrities. She's like, he, he's kind of like Jay Cutler. And I was like, oh, no. I think you just cursed him and his, and his, and his, his whole NFL career. But uh, some of my, all my fantasy highlights every week is when, just when the, the commentary uh, from, from Jenny, my, my wife, is just so much fun to have the banter back and forth. So that was the highlight of that conversation. Nice. That's, that's great. Uh, Trey, what, what about you? Trey Burton, uh, moment of the week. Yeah, which I wanted to throw this out there because uh, uh, hashtag Florida Gator, Trey Burton. He was uh, not really much used when he was at the University of Florida, but I've kind of always followed him as a, a pro. And, uh, you know, he's he's a, just a awesome weapon there. Doesn't get a lot of play with uh, Zach Ertz. Anyway, um, so my high of the week is actually um, – just the playoff races in the NFL are just really starting to kind of tighten up. You got Aaron Rodgers coming back this week. Um, I'm kind of, this is kind of a look ahead moment, but the, the Packers are still, although they don't have a great chance, kind of ha- have a chance there. And, um, and then having the Dolphins beat the Patriots, I'm not a hater of the Patriots by any stretch. I can appreciate the excellence, the uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, two of the greatest um, I think in NFL history as coach and quarterback, uh, but seeing the Dolphins just put together uh, an incredible performance, and now the Steelers have a one-game lead on the Patriots. They host them. This so this is just turning into what's going to likely be probably our first true playoff feel to a regular season game. Mm-hmm. The the Patriots and Steelers coming up this weekend. I cannot wait to watch that game and see these two teams face off uh, because the that game is likely going to determine who's going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the AFC. So I, I'm just like the, the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs are happening. Um, it was super nice this past week to watch my four best teams um, have the week off. So I didn't really, they all had, you know, like 
DeAndre Hopkins had a great week and it didn't matter, but it was just kind of nice to not have to worry about those scores. Um, that so Dolphins that, that Patriots game, I feel like was the most like NFL game to happen. Like such a heavy favorite. It's at yeah. home. It's at Miami. You think the Patriots are just going to trounce them and just light up the scoreboard. And they went and they struggled hard. I mean, and obviously lost. So it just, Hashtag. I think it humbles, it humbles all the, all the confidence you think you have in playing people in fantasy yeah. in the NFL. It's like, it can just be thrown to, to the wind at any moment. Kenyon Drake, 2018 starter for the Miami Dolphins. That is, uh, that, that is happening. I love it's, it. Everyone's going to be next year. Like, you know, second, third round pick if they don't draft a running back? That's insane. Yeah. He looks legit, man. And he's yeah. going to win some people some fantasy titles. People Hopefully forget. He was a – I mean, he, I think he was taken at the beginning of the third round out of Alabama. I mean, he's no slouch. Like, he – and he was pretty dynamic at Alabama. Anyway, we digress. I remember J.H.I., though, also looked pretty legit last year at the Dolphins. <laughs> J.H.I. is going to be another stud next year. Anyway. I like, I like all this <laughs> – I like getting excited about the playoffs, you know, like the bears and the lions talk about play, like playoff matchups, you know, playoffs. Uh, you know, <laughs> even though the bears are four and nine and mathematically limited from the playoffs, we still think Trubisky is going to find a way to get us in. <laughs> so uh, reference SNL reference there for those old enough to remember. Um, so my um, Trey Burton moment of the week was the snow game. The snow game was awesome. That, that Buffalo Indianapolis game, just, just watching that game on TV was so much fun. I love watching games in bad conditions, a horrible for fantasy. Um, but I think, you know, the few fantasy players you were relying on probably was Shady McCoy was the one guy you might've had in that game and, and he, he, you know, did, did enough for you. Um, so my son, my four and a half year old son is obsessed with the snow right now. So I, I, I said to him, you got to see this game. You got to see this game. So he comes and he looks at the game for like 30 seconds and he looks at me and he's like, daddy, this is boring. Um, and I just thought, just <laughs> wait, son, just you wait a couple more years. You're going to be totally into this stuff. Um, so that was my moment. I, I just love the snow game. It was just so much fun. <laughs> the kicking, the kicking of the snow off the field. You can't do that. <laughs> like, can you not do that? Like nobody really knows the rules at this point, why there's six inches of snow on the field. Everyone's running in slow motion except for Shady McCoy in the second half. Oh, it was awesome. That was so much fun. I loved it. I loved it. Um, on the other hand, what I didn't love was the performance by Jimmy Graham. And um, he was one player that lost me, contributed Oof. to me losing a matchup in, in the fantasy playoffs and, and several others as well. So we're calling our letdowns the Jimmy, Gra- Jimmy Graham letdowns of the week. So, Will, what, what about you? What's your Jimmy Graham letdown of the week? Well, I think I was a little bit more fired up about this than, than I was about my, my, my like happy moment of the week is that somebody should be fired for what happened with Tom Savage in that game and letting him go back in. There is some responsibility to the people who are on the medical attention for concussion protocol and what they're watching and things like that. It's not like the, the coaches and the people on the sideline didn't have access to what happened and saw him shaking. Uh, but my honest opinion, I get a little bit fired up about this, is I really think that if it didn't change and somebody missed that, they should lose their job. That is somebody's life at stake when he goes back in because he nearly seized out. Like, that's a really big deal. Uh, he, I mean, you know, what happens next play? He got hit in the head again, and, like, he, and he, had, like, he died. You know, that could literally happen in the NFL. And so him being allowed to go back to the game, whoever made the call to let him do that should be fired uh, 100%. And that was my letdown of the week is just that watching that was scary to see in person, and it's disheartening to see in the NFL because I know we all watch the sport, and it is a very violent sport, uh, but you still get humbled every time you see those kind of things happen. And when he, like, to, to see the, the, the fallout of that, like, 
it really boils my blood to like, uh, it's just like it to, to not to not have any action taken and to be like, oh, I didn't see the film. Even Bill O'Brien, like honestly, like if you say you didn't, I didn't see the replay. Bill O'Brien, you should be fired. Like it just it bothers me so much that somebody goes down like that and people just pretend it didn't happen. Uh, I guess end of the day, that's my rant. Yeah, that's a good rant. It, it is disappointing. Um, yeah, we don't like to see that stuff. Obviously, we know this is a violent game. But at the end of the day, we, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see a guy, you know, get, go back into the game when he's been concussed or you don't want to see those unnecessary hits. Uh, absolutely. Completely agree. Trey, uh, Jimmy Graham moment of the week. Um, well, my Jimmy Graham moment of the week is more of a realization that has kind of occurred to me, not just this week, but uh, in, in the, as the seasons transpired, and that's this, I uh, regret, my um, lack of valuing uh, quarterbacks in startups in a super flex format. Um, and, you know, that point was kind of made by, you know, Will talked about defeating me in the uh, League of Ballers uh, matchup. And there's another matchup I lost this week in a team where I have a pretty strong team, but my quarterback position is a little weak and it's super flex as well. And um, I've just been looking around the leagues that I'm in that are super flex leagues. The teams that are the four teams that are still alive in the playoffs have pretty strong quarterback play. And so, you know, I, it, it kind of came back to bite me in league of ballers and uh, you know, I've got Phillip rivers and Tyrod Taylor and Taylor didn't play, but if he had played, it would have been probably even more dismal than ha- had he not played because of the snow situation there, but just a disappointing way to end a, you know, six game losing streak, um, in a league that I commission. Um, but, and, and then I'm going to, but I'm going to kind of piggyback that in a public service announcement, you know, talk about the playoffs and being disappointed. Um, I just want to remind everyone that there's two Saturday football games this coming weekend. Um, and so don't wait until, so I know I usually will kind of look at my lineups earlier in the week. And then I have a Sunday morning ritual of kind of setting my lineups. Um, don't miss out on uh, there's some two games I think the Kansas City and the Chargers play and then uh, Detroit and Chicago play so don't miss those uh, Saturday night games you go to set your lineup Sunday morning for your playoff matchups and find out that uh, Kareem Hunt went for 25 points on your bench you're gonna be pretty disappointed so and don't forget the Thursday game Denver Indianapolis a lot of people are gonna be starting some key fantasy assets in those games (laughs) Trevor Simeon Jacoby Brissett for starters. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's every playoff, those. every playoff fantasy team has multiple players on those two teams. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, talk, maybe next week we'll be talking about the letdown that is the Thursday night football game. I mean, I'm, I've never been less excited Oof. about a Thursday night game. But yeah, the, the Saturday game should be fun. I'm excited to see the Bears play um, the Lions. I, I think the Bears might be competitive that game. And then Chargers Kansas City. A Saturday night. That's that's a great game, guys. Not only will there be a lot of fantasy players going, uh, Melvin Gordon and and uh, um, why am I blanking on other players? Keenan Allen and uh, <laughs> and Kelsey Henry. and Hill. Yeah. I mean, there's so many guys that are going to go. It's going to be really, really good. For- Quick, what's your opinion on Harrison Butker in that game? You starting him as your kicker if you have it in your league? Don't have kickers in my leagues. I wish just I if you, if you did. I wish I had leagues that didn't. I mean, I've got a few with kickers, and I'd start him well. I mean, I think uh, 
we're, we're getting really off topic here, but uh, no, I think 46 <laughs> over under and nah. he's been really good this year. So everyone, that's the question everyone wanted to know. And that's why they listened to the show. Um, They're waiting till the end. <laughs> uh, waiting till the end. So just the quick, quickly, Mike, uh, Jimmy Graham let down slash moment of the week was, uh, you know, I had a couple teams on by fortunately for the playoffs, but I had several that played and I had a really bad first week of the playoffs gentlemen. Um, I had a league where Alvin Kamara went, went down with, with the injury and that, that hurt my, my chances. I picked the wrong QBs to start a couple of my leagues. I had Dak on my bench in a league. I had big Ben on my bench on a league, which killed me. And then Cincinnati defense, you know, like that streaming defense of the week. Ooh, really bad call on starting the Cincinnati defense. So Anyway, I just had a bad, um, bad kickoff to the playoffs, but I, I've still got some teams alive, and you know, I, I, I won a little money on DFS because I did start uh, Gio Bernard, who wasn't amazing, but he was a decent DFS play, and I started Josh Gordon, um, so I won, won a little bit of money off on the backs of those guys, and of course, actually Antonio Brown, who really won me the most money in DFS. Um, so anyway, that that was our letdowns, but it's we're getting to semi semifinals here, and. It's going to be fun. There's a chance that some Joes could play each other in, um, in, in, in some games. I and mean, if, if we're lucky enough to advance gentlemen in the semifinals, I know Trey and I will have a showdown. Will and I could have a showdown. So that, that'll be fun if we, if we get there. But we've got to be lucky enough to. Who are you most scared of? What, in, um, in, in what? In either showdown you could have, who are you more scared of, Trey or Will? Well, the one league where I can meet Trey, Trey's got a monster team, so I would be most scared of him. Although I've beat him the two times we've played, I, I've won both. Yeah. So Alex, that Smith team's faltering goes. a little bit. That team, that team, my my team's fading off a little bit. I, st- I mean, I, I still think I'll bring home the belt, but I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't feel as good about it as I did uh, six weeks ago. I mean, Will gets no love on these shows <laughs> no you you got a great especially with aaron Rodgers yeah. coming back on that on that team will so we'll we'll see let's just I, let's I, not get hockey, gentlemen because we're not none of, us are, none of us are in any championship games so we could be here next week like yeah we're let down because we all lost our, <laughs> our playoff yeah. match. So let's, it's so hard to win fantasy championships <laughs> like the, the amount of variance that's in fantasy football it's what makes itself anyway yeah another day all right well We've only got enough time for our hot, bold, spicy takes of the week. You all know, loyal listeners, we've got five levels. We've got banana pepper, jalapeno, habanero, ghost pepper, and the almighty Carolina Reaper. Uh, one point for banana pepper, five for the almighty Carolina Reaper. Um, the, the standings, I'm sitting you know, kind of steady at 19. I haven't scored for a few weeks now. Will is second at 10 points, still within striking distance with two weeks left to get a couple of hot, bold, spicy takes. And Trey Barrett coming on eight points. He is hot. He is the, the horse that could close and, and, and catch both of us at the finish line, Will. So that's where we stand. Um, and, uh, you know, Trey, you, you, you won. You, you, you called Russell Wilson, which was a great take. Although I have to say, Will, did I not tell you that, that top six that he was going to do it? I wanted that to be like a lower heat, but you insisted on habanero. So, um. I mean, honestly, since you're king of the castle, I really don't care. <laughs> at halftime, at, at halftime, it looked like a terrible take. It did. Yeah, I lost. I lost a playoff matchup because of that Russell Wilson Doug Baldwin second half connection, and what was essentially was garbage time. Anyway, 
but but you know we're, our takes i think you know looking at them overall we weren't we weren't so off i mean we we thought geo that was a good decent call on geo he didn't see the end zone or he probably would have elevated his uh play. They, looked horrible. they looked like a terrible team what's that cincinnati yeah, yeah i hate every part about him i, I mean giving the yeah anyway so, so I, I think our takes last week were not like we didn't have any like that were just like god awful. So that was that was a plus. So I think we all won. And then our like DFS lock of the week, Gio Bernard, like I said, was 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 pretty decent. So, um, but Trey, do you want to go first or last? You you won last week. So where where do you want to where do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go first. I don't you know I don't have a problem with that. I'm going to throw out a, a couple guys here that I kind of like a little bit better than the consensus on uh, fantasy pros. Um, and, and they're two guys that have the interesting matchups. And uh, I'm going to start with uh, Jay Ajayi um, coming off the Carson Wentz injury. I'm going to predict that Jay Ajayi is going to finish the week as a running back one, uh, top 12 running back. And, and I, you know, part of that is I think I don't remember where it was. I don't even know if it was around 20th um, that the uh, fantasy pros consensus was. Um, but I think that his usage has continued to increase. You know, they're still still giving Clement and Blunt some touches. But I think that they might need to rely more on the run game. Obviously, the consensus, it doesn't seem like the rankings um, of, you know, these people that get paid to do this support my belief but I just have this sneaky suspicion I think he's the most talented running back on their roster his you know snap percentage has been increasing and I think that they could need to rely on the running game the offensive line strong um, and uh, you know I, I it, it's not a it's not Carolina Reaper but you know I, I do think that he's not going to get the you know 70 80 percent workload that you know if he were I think this would nearly nearly be as hot of a take so yeah, I, I think I think it's pretty good though. I, I would I'm gonna start off with Habanero because he's 18th overall the uh, the consensus rankings, but there's so many. You know, the great thing of the Philadelphia backfield is there are a lot of guys that can that can run the ball with with, yeah. with, with Blunt and Clement, and um, so I, I think it's you know I I think it's pretty solid. I think it's uh, Habanero. Will what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't think it's anything too. Uh, I think Ghost Pepper would be too spicy just because of, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. And yeah, I'll go with Habanero. I'm, I'm totally happy with Habanero. If somebody would completely argue that it should be hotter, it would be hard for me to get there because it's top 12 because that could be a touchdown. Yeah. No, I, I, I will say this, and I've been kind of watching this as we, because, you know, every week we, we say who's, who's going to be top six, top eight, top 12. And then you go in and look at the scores and you're kind of like, man, you know, I think to be top six, you really have to, I mean, like you got to put up 22 points or more because of just the outliers, the Jonathan Stewart's from last week. Um, and, and then you've got your guys <laughs> like the, you know, the Hunts and the Bells and the Fournettes um, that, you know, all they have to do is add a touchdown to 60 or 80 yards. So it, it, when even this top 12, I mean, you know, Ajayi is probably going to have to get 100 yards and a touchdown um, to really – be a lock for top 12 that's the you know like we talk about on this you know and you're like top, top 12 is not that impressive but inevitably there's four or five guys that shouldn't be there that will be you know like rod smith last week was i think the rb2 um you know so with with like 25 points so it's it's just interesting when you look at this you, you say top 12 you're like oh that kind of makes sense but then you look at the end of the week and you're like you know to, to be top 12 you got to be pretty legit 
Yeah, and you're making me want to change my first thought, Bolt Spicy Take. I think I am. I think you've talked me into it. I had Marvin Jones. Initially, I was going top six wide receiver. Now I think I want to change it into a top 12 wide receiver. He's consensus. Well, you just lost a Carolina Reaper. Yeah, well, that would have been a Carolina Reaper, huh? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we can we can debate back and forth, but I think Marvin Jones is going to have a, a big week. So, uh, you know, I'll go into a wide receiver one unless you guys want to give me crap and try to talk me into changing it back. But um, the one yeah, it's thing terrible. you should change it back. <laughs> um, um, I think it's uh, you know I think it's Dave Richards that that's, that's talked about this on the CBS podcast, and, and I look back at the stats, and he's right with with uh, Fangio as the Bears defensive coordinator. You look at interviews about Fangio, and he's kind of like obsessed about uh, Golden Tate and wants to shut him down. And the Bears do that; they make that a focal point of their defense. So I don't think Golden Tate's going to have a very, very good game. And I think Marvin Jones is going to produce against the Bears and put up some big numbers and sc- score at least one touchdown. So I like Marvin Jones this week, uh, wide receiver one. I will say this, <clears throat> given the conversation we just had. I, and I just looked, and I'm a little surprised by this because I do you know where he's ranked in the consensus ranks, Ryan? I think he's 19. I'll confirm it. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, 19. He's, uh, he's 17 here. I don't know what I have different, but either way, I would have expected him to be lower than that. Trey's um, pencil in rankings have him him, him higher. Yeah. So what? Are you, I, I, I'm I'm interested to see what Will has to say. I'll defer to Will to start us out. I mean, I'm just not that uh, – it's the Bears at, at, at Detroit. Uh, you know, Detroit's potentially playing for something, maybe hanging on hope on a thread. Uh, top 12 is just so much more boring. So I'm going to go jalapeno. Really? Uh, uh, with, a, with a Matt Stafford with an injured hand? You're just, you're just messing with me, aren't you? Well, I, okay. can go, I mean, I can be convinced with Habanero very easily, but my initial thing, if I'm going off – if I'm leaning off and you're just saying Marvin, Marvin Jones, when he goes – like when he does well, he's a top twelve wide receiver. If he doesn't do well, then he's not. Like it's it's a very he's such a big variance player that it's just not. Uh, it's I mean honestly, like the Bears defense is that good. They just beat up on Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is horrible. Yeah, I'll say this: I do think that there's you know some guys you know he's seventeen or nineteen depending where you're looking. Um, there's some guys in the top twelve that are your usual suspects: the AJ Greens, the DeAndre Hopkins that have some tough matchups this week. You've also got some guys that, you know, their quarterback play has been, you know, diminished with recent injuries. Um, I would be willing to go up to Habanero. So I, it's up to you, Ryan. If you want to leave it at top 12, I'd be willing to go Habanero. Um, if you want to do top six, I'll go Carolina Reaper, full five points. You, you pick what you'd prefer to go with. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to have a Yeah, in my opinion. Here. No, I'm totally in on both of those. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, oh man, it's hard for me to turn down that. You know what? It's more interesting if I go Carolina Reaper top six, let's do it guys. Cause it's okay. It. If you're wrong, you just think Marvin Jones is going to do well. It doesn't yeah. need to be, I mean, top six. you should probably take the safe play with your lead, but you know, uh, who cares? I, you know, at the end of the day, I'd rather get better, you know, better entertainment get, value. That's right. That's right. It's just that we think these players are going to do well where they actually finish in the, in the, in the hotness ratings. She's like, Hey, we just think this person is going to do well. Right. Here's what I will. What you got for us? Well, so I want to start with my first one because I think this is an underrated streaming defense that's going under the radar. That's that's plenty available in most fantasy leagues. I think uh, the Washington Redskins finishes a top two fantasy defense. There's so much variance in defenses, and to, to have a take like this, I feel like saying like top five or top six, it just it's just not enough to really have a hot take about it. 
but they're going against Arizona. Uh, I don't know how much I want to go into the stats. I want to look up about this uh, just because the, I mean, the Arizona defense has been, or the Arizona offense has been giving up a lot of points to, to fantasy defenses. And I, there's a little bit of contingency if Norman is healthy. Uh, so I think that should be factored into its rating, but a top streaming defense. And for, for, like, I think people are just aren't looking at, it. I think it's Washington this week at home against Arizona. I think I'm, I'm, I like a ghost pepper here. I mean, I think that's hot. I mean, they're, uh, number 13 overall i think they've you know it's a good matchup with arizona but yeah i mean calling a defense a top what did you say they were top two that's that's bold my friend that's it's basically banking on getting a touchdown but i wanted to more stress the point of it of of the hot take is i want to get the points because i need points to make up the contest but just to say don't undervalue the washington redskins defense if they're on your waiver wire yeah you got you got jacksonville versus houston which is a juicy matchup you've got baltimore at cleveland a juicy matchup uh, Minnesota, Cincinnati, New Orleans playing the Jets. I mean, all those Oof. teams. The Eagles against the you know at the Giants. Man, Denver at Indy. I mean, those top six defenses uh, in terms of rankings all take over Washington. So yeah, no, I might. So it should be Carolina it. Reaper. I might change it, Trey. What do you think? So I, it'll have to depend on which league that we base the scoring off of, because every league has different defensive scoring. But I just pulled up um, and I looked at the Dagobus, the um, Revolution League that you and I are in together, Ryan. And ESPN has them ranked as the number four DST in that particular scoring format. Um, all right, all right. Eight, eight, eight point nine points. It's got Jacksonville at fifteen. Dear Lord, that's like quarterback scoring. Um, and then the Saints are at nine point eight. The Ravens are at nine point three. So you know, for, for, this is basically like saying, you know, the number four ranked is going to be in the top two so i'm definitely not like super super hot i mean to call your shot and have them end up in the top two is probably unlikely because i think defensive scoring is is pretty there's so um, much variance there, there's a lot of variance but I, i'd be willing to go like jalapeno but like to me it's not super spicy since in this particular league they're you know projected to be in the top four well, we're we're pretty far apart. Then. I, I think it's pretty hot. Um, do, do we compromise the habanero tray? Can we do that? I guess what did you you want to for a top two finish on a defense? No, I said habanero. Never, I th- oh, you I did th- say habanero. Okay, okay, yeah. good, good, good. I thought you I said, said you said jalapeno. Oh, did I? I misspoke. I I, I apologize. I really truly um, meant habanero. All yeah, right. I think it's I think it's in the middle. Like I said, I think to call your shot to be top two is you know really putting it out there. But um, you know to say you know that the 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 team that's ranked fourth going into the week will be in the top two is not quite as you know. I mean, fair enough. I just I just so it's it's a very unknown defense. Yeah, no, well, they're on waivers in this particular yeah. league. So. I think it, I think it mostly. They they should just be. I just wanted to to draw attention to it, and then I wanted to make a hot take out of it because that's where that's what we do. I might pick them up right now, actually, in this league. True story. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I actually picked up the Washington defense in one of my leagues to to play weeks fifteen and sixteen. They've got good matchups. All right, Trey. So, what's your second hot bold spicy take of this evening? Your your finale. My finale. Make you get back in contention here. <laughs> Yeah. So again, I don't think, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for Carolina Reaper here, um, but I'm going with a a guy that didn't play last week should be well rested quickly becoming one of my favorite wide receivers in the NFL and uh, is playing in the game of the week for me. 
I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster to finish this week as a top 14 wide receiver. Why top 14? I don't know. I actually wrote down top 15. But I just wanted to I just wanted to be different, man. That extra level of spiciness. Yeah. All I thought right. it might so uh, and, and, like, and you know, like it doesn't sound like it may be super spicy. Like I'm looking on Fancy Pros right now for the League of Baller scoring and he's he's picked to be twenty he's twenty seventh in consensus. And out of the fifty six experts that are included in this, the highest he was ranked by those experts is sixteenth. So I'm picking him to finish higher than all 56 of those experts. So before you think that it doesn't really sound like it's that hot of a take, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going against the grain pretty big time. I just, and you know, I, I'll, I'll let you guys figure out what you want to think. And then I, I feel like I don't really want to tell you why I think it's going to happen. Cause then it's like, you're not going to want to be as, I just think that the Patriots, the Patriots are really good about uh, taking away a team's top weapon. They I are. think that Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver in the NFL, no doubt. So I think he's going to draw a lot of attention, and I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think Le'Veon Bell also is going to get a lot of attention, and I think this is a game where Juju Smith-Schuster could see 10 or 12 targets. I think he could score a touchdown. I think he – you know, obviously there's not a lot of experts that agree with me, but, you know, I, I think that he's got the opportunity to have a really big game this weekend. I like to take. Um, well, why don't you go first? I think I went first. I'm, 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 itch, I'm itching between like habanero and ghost pepper just because I mean, consensus rate just in general, half point PPR is, is 28, uh, which was like ballpark. Like, again, it's, it's the Patriots. They, they, they leaked a lot of points in Miami last week, but it's a totally different game and things like that. You can't play apples to apples. Uh, so I'm kind of in the middle I lean t- towards Habanero just because it's very touchdown dependent at this point. Uh, and they're going to put out some touch. I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll go just top 14 though. is just so lame. Uh, so I'm going to go Habanero. I'll go Habanero, but if you want to go for ghost pepper tray, if you want to gonna bump it up a little bit, I, I would consider it. Move it up to top 12 and we'll go ghost pepper. Done. All right, top twelve ghost pepper. I love it. That, yeah, that's great. My man. That's good. That's good. I actually, there, there's down a, literally top no risk for you whatsoever. I actually written down top. Yeah, it's only two spots. Yeah, that's the best. You part. never, you never know though. It could, he could be thirteen. It could. I mean, if he is thirteen, we'll all cheers a beer next week <laughs> and yeah, have a good, have a good night. Yeah. It's great. If he's thirteen, I'm never changing my take <laughs> <laughs> again. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I, I'll go next while I'll, I'll let you bring it home because I think your, your take is maybe hotter than mine um, or at least more interesting. Um, and this is the first ever maybe crowdsourced um, hot, bold, spicy take that we've had because I asked a question, which quarterback this week has more upside in our, um, um, our, our, our fantasy addicts uh, chat. And it was, uh, uh, you know, Case Keenum and uh, Dak Prescott. And I was a little bit surprised that most people thought Dak Prescott had the higher ceiling um, this week. And uh, I thought that was interesting. And I thought, okay, maybe I'll go with Dak. And, and maybe I'll even, you know, use that as my hot, bold, spicy take. Maybe he's going to, going to be a top six quarterback. Um, so that's, that's what I put down here. I put Dak top six QB. Um, 
So, you know, that's kind of crowdsourcing. That's uh, a lot of, a lot of listeners of the show are kind of going with that. So what do you guys think? You, you got to give me one second here uh, with rushing. So how many rushing yards does Dak Prescott have this year? Uh, you're asking me off the top of my head. I have no idea, but we can, we can certainly look. Yeah, well, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, I'm just trying to see. Well, we're looking that up. Trey, do you want to, do you want to talk about this? Do you have any initial thoughts? I think Trey's on mute. So the meat monster hits us again. Unbelievable. They're pretty close. At least uh, I'm consistent. Yeah. Indeed it's you the are. Rushing, it's the rushing touchdowns for me. He scored five rushing touchdowns this season um, in, in five different games. And I think that's probably because if you look back in every single one of those games, he had, except for the one against Atlanta, he scored over 20 points. But I do still think that it is a – I mean, he's the quarterback seven overall, right? Like this is a guy who most people have identified as a guy that's had a rough season. Um, he's had several – like he's killed – I mean, he has had two single-digit games and a negative point game, right? Seven-point game, a three-point game, and a negative one-point game. And yet, because, because of his rushing – and because of the um, rushing touchdowns, he's still the quarterback seven overall. So uh, in, in that poll, honestly, I voted Dak Prescott because I believe – now, wasn't that a six, <laughs> isn't that a six-point scoring league, though? Six-point passing yeah, six touchdown? Point, yeah, six-point passing touchdown, right. But I do think that, you know, they're going on the road against Oakland. And remind me again, Minnesota plays – and Cincinnati's defense, although I know that they didn't look great, um, the past couple of weeks, I think that they actually have some talent on that defense. So um, for him to be a top six quarterback, this on fantasy pros, his consensus ranking is eight. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think Habanero probably for me is a good, I, th- I think it's a good, I, I don't think it's super spicy. Um, but again, we've talked about it. You've got your, you know, guys that just kind of come out of nowhere. So to say someone's going to finish in the top six, you know, not only do they have to compete against the guys that are in the top three or four week in and week out, but you know, the, those random weeks from, from someone like a big Ben or a, I mean, even a, a guy like um, Jay Cuddy in Miami. Um, I think top six is uh, right at Habanera for me. What do you think? The, Will? Way, the way it goes is Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Philip Rivers, Dak Prescott, Stafford, Ryan Cousins, Keenum. Uh, so I, 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 I think Habanero's a good one just because the way he's been playing and the variances involved. Uh, but that Oakland off defense just leaks, leaks points. Um, and he could have a really good game. But I, I think top six is just that risk because uh, the amount of like, – yeah, I, think, I think anything where you go like top five or six – I think if you go top six, mm, I guess I'll go Habanero. I kind of want it to be top five. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, Hey, I moved Marvin Jones up. Let's, let's not get carried away here, guys. Um, I do have a question right. then for, well, well what do you, so what about you? D- would you go with, with Dak or would you go with Case Keenum? If you wanted, like you were chasing, uh, you know, ceiling, you're chasing upside. What, what do you, which would you go with? Uh, man. Oh man. Uh, and, and Dak is, they're at Oakland. I think, I think I would take Keenum at home against Cincinnati. The game just, 
feel like the, uh, the games mean a lot to both teams, but uh, the home Vikings team after their, their I, in all honesty, in my opinion, I, I would play Keenum over Dak. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm leaning Dak, especially with the consensus, and obviously this is a hot take, but in the back of my head, something's telling me, like, Case Keenum, you got to go with him. But I'll be honest. I think that if you want floor, I think that Case Keenum is going to have a good game. Um, but I think that the likelihood of Case Keenum only throwing one touchdown is greater than I think Dak Prescott total touchdowns of, of two or more being almost a lock. So I feel like, honestly, I think Dak probably has a lower floor, but a higher ceiling. I think Keenum, um, the other thing for me is, you know, the Vikings have been very good running the football this year, their offensive line. Yeah, right. We saw it with can, Cook. Can, we yeah. see with, I see, you know, Latavius. But, but uh, Eichmann was out last week. Like, their, their, their starting center, their rookie center that's been crushing it has been out. Uh, yeah, but I still I think. I haven't seen his status this week. So, it changes things, though. Yeah, but but I'm just think I'm thinking inside the 10, I think you're much more likely for Prescott to throw it to Dez or run it in himself. Whereas I think with the Vikings, you're you're a little more likely to see a rushing touchdown. So yeah, who's, who who do you have higher in your wide receiver opinion? Are you starting Thielen or Dez this week? Oh, I, there's not many people I'd start over Thielen. Yeah, I mean, so you start Green. So, so exactly, why why are you starting him? You know, like over De- and Dez is the only receiver. What maybe he throws a touchdown to? No, no, to that's Whitten, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about touchdowns. Yeah, I'm so I'm I'm going case. Now that I think about that, I'm going case all the way. I would take Des. I would take Des to score more touchdowns than Thielen, but I think Thielen will have 140 yards. I mean, he's just that guy's just racks up the receptions. He's the first read. I can't tell you how many times I've seen them and watched replays, and there's two or three receivers open, and Thielen is just—he's the first look every time it seems. But anyway. Yeah, let, I think they're both uh, good appreciate the, the the insight, gentlemen. Um, so let's Some great let's, commentary there. <laughs> no, it is. It's great. It's great, and it, it's a tough call. Um, uh, but but I'm I'm you know I'm going with Dak, my 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 top six QB. So habanero is where it ends at, right? Habanero is where it ends. So Will, you know, bring us home. Give us something really hot, bold, and spicy for so, our, you know, your final take. Let's kind of look over some last year's stats and kind of what's going on, what's happening in the league this year, and what I think matchup-wise, what works out. And just, just something maybe is like uh, hasn't really been talked about as much as I thought it would be. Are there any fantasy podcasts and things like that? And I'm just going Mr. Michael Crabtree. Uh, goes for his just – he hasn't had big explosive games this year like he had last year. And he's a really good receiver. And the, the, the Raiders are playing for something big. Uh, they, you know, they can still win that division – uh, the, uh, with the control of their own destiny. So I'm going Michael Crabtree uh, hits his second explosion game of the year and goes for a top five half PPR wide receiver performance. Interesting. Cause, cause Crabtree has been, has been quiet and, and Derek Carr has not looked so great. Uh, Trey, what do you want to weigh in first? Yeah. Um, I will, for Michael Crabtree, again, some of the usual suspects are um, facing some tough matchups this week. Um, if this were top 10, you know, the spicy, the level of spiciness would not nearly be as hot. But saying that Michael Crabtree, who hasn't scored a touchdown since week seven in an offense that just looks terrible, 
um, going up against what's not a, a you know really too challenging of a matchup against Dallas to be top five for me I probably am willing to go Carolina Reaper I just don't see a world for him to be top five he's probably going to have to have over 100 yards and two touchdowns and the two touchdowns I think are likely he's not been over 100 yards once this year he's not even eclipsed 85 yards so I I mean I just think that that offense is struggling um, and I don't see a I think both of these teams are going to run the ball a good bit. I don't see a world in which he is a top five wide receiver this week. Yeah, consensus ranking has him fifteen. Um, uh, so you went, uh, you went. Did you go Carolina Reaper, Trey? I think I might have. He did. I think I might have. All right. Well, I probably would go a little bit lower, like maybe yeah. Ghost Pepper. But but you know what? I I I you know I I, I want to defer to the person that feels it's a Carolina Reaper take. I think we should reward that. So yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go Carolina Reaper uh, top five. Uh, Mo Crabwalker. I like it. I like it. So I'm going to lock that in. We've got a couple of Carolina Reapers then this week. And and Will, should we we have a side uh, grab bag of shame bet? Uh, Crabtree versus Marvin Jones, since they're so close together in our takes. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'll take that all day. <laughs> You're very confident. Okay, cool. I love it. I love it. So we'll we'll do a side bet. I mean, uh, we're supposed to we're supposed to hesitate and not take like I mean I'm not very confident about it, but I want to sound <laughs> like I'm super confident, just like my rookie picks that Nick Whalen picked apart. All day, brother. Let's do it. <laughs> we're gonna do this here in the Coliseum. In the cage. So, so Trey, do you want to grab? Uh, do you want to get in on this? Do you want to grab like a? Oh, um, Juju Crabtree. Just do it, Crab Crabtree Jones Juju. What do you think, I'm, Trey? You want to? You you I'm, in? I'm not in. Oh, so uh, close. That is a. That is a. Uh, ah, what the heck? I'm in. I'm yes. In. Yeah. I'll take it. Ah, you right. only live one Yolo. <laughs> that's what the kids say <laughs> and we still have to pay up by the way i think our grab a bag of shame was was we gotta look back because i think i'm also gonna win a grab big of shame bet it might come down to the wire though between uh duke johnson and isaiah crowell i think it's my i haven't looked at the their scoring but uh i think that was a good early early bet that i mean i don't, I don't even know if i want to take the time to look back I think I might rather just take a grab bag of shame versus like that two hours it's going to take me to find exactly what that was. <laughs> I think I think maybe if it ends up being that close of a finish, we could call that one a draw, considering that really no. uh, they've both been pretty. Although Cro- Crowell's been coming on a little bit. Duke's had a solid season. Yeah. Oh yeah. I... He's been startable. I feel like at least in the flex spot and in a you know in, in a two flex league, you know, receiving the receiving touchdowns are really carried him. He's he's had some receiving touchdowns, some some pretty nice. I think all good all good players that play for the Browns need to leave that organization immediately. Just cut your cut like they should just be poached. So I've got something for closing thoughts tonight, Ryan. All right. This is your trade. It's all you. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, last week, something just kind of on the spot this week, though, I was prepared. I knew that my hot takes uh, had won the week. 
so very rare occurrence. So I thought I'd have something special. And uh, you know, I so you guys have probably seen this the um, the video of uh, Keaton Jones, the middle schooler in Tennessee. Have you guys? Can you confirm? Have both yeah, of you guys I've, seen I've that seen video? Uh, I, yeah. And and, no. and I think I think that there's probably not many people who haven't seen it. It's it's kind of gone viral. It's all over Twitter. Um, you know, it's a middle school boy. Uh, his mom, I guess, posted the video after she she had to pick him up from school because. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, had, no, I know, no. He he was like too afraid to eat lunch at school, and I mean, this kid. I love what he like. He says it just out of curiosity. Why do they bully? What's the point of it? Why do they find joy in taking innocent people and finding a way to be mean to them? It's not okay. And you know what? Like, I I mean, bullying takes place. I work in the medical field. I see it taking place with adults, you know, physicians that are, are just kind of bullying towards other uh, healthcare professionals that, that are not physicians. Um, you see it with kids, you see it all across the spectrum of our society. And I just want to say kudos to all of the athletes who stepped up. Delaney Walker tweeted out his support of Keaton and actually said that he was going to invite his entire family to come to a Titan games, Titans game on December 31st. Um, there was a guy, I forget his name. He was, I think his name's Tyler. He's a wide receiver at the University of Tennessee. Um, he was like, I'm going to bring some players and we're going to come have lunch with you at your school. You know, like, like I, it is just amazing to me for all of the bad publicity that professional athletes can get at times to see uh, these guys that are willing to take a stand against bullying. I mean, it's middle school, middle schools. I would never in a million years want to go back and be that age again. It's a terrible uh, age uh, time frame in, in a lot of people's lives where you're kind of figuring out kind of who you are, but man, this, it was a heartbreaking video to watch this kid just devastated over people just being brutal to him and to see these athletes um, take the time to support and offer to let him come to an NFL game to go and hang out with him. I mean, that's just awesome. I thought it was a great opportunity. Everyone can learn from it. You know, everybody's a person and deserves to be treated that way. And uh, I think we can all learn a little bit from Keaton. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. And, and by the way, listeners, uh, we're not trying to be controversial on the show. So yes, we're aware that, um, you know, there's been a little bit of backlash against this whole story because of the, I guess the fathers is jailed white supremacist or something like that. So just to be clear, oh. the fantasy Joe's does not endorse any of the white supremacy stuff. I just want to be clear. Um, but I, but I think, you know, get, getting aside, you know, taking that stuff out of the equation, I, I think that, that Trey's commentary is, is totally on point in terms of, yeah, these, these athletes, we, we talked about this before, you know, we, 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 a lot of times we forget they're, they're people and they do so much good for the community. And, and, you know, 99% of these guys do, do more good than not. They're, they're getting out there and they're, they're helping kids. I was with, um, um, you guys know I'm a librarian. I used to work for Miami Dade, uh, public library system and the dolphins, they supported the reading program. And a lot of those Miami dolphins players would go on the community and they did so many things. They supported the, the summer reading program and literacy initiatives of the library. So, I think it's a good point, Trey. So I, I appreciate that. And I don't want people to spin it into like this controversial, you know, thing. No, we're not no, trying yeah, to be political. Just, just yeah. take the good parts out of it. Just take the good parts and leave the bad and throw that, throw the bad in the trash. Like there's no need for that. Absolutely. It doesn't, you don't need to focus on any certain aspect of it. Just take that. Like, you know, it affects kids. I mean, everybody was that age and it, it, it yeah, super vulnerable kid. Uh, 
and, and the, the support from the, from the community is great. You know, the, the Charles Barkley quote that I, you know, I, I never said I was gonna be somebody's role model or whatever it was. It's just not true. Every athlete, somebody's role model. So it's good to see a good response from good athletes. Agree. All right. Okay, guys. Um, believe it or not, that's it. That's that's all we got for the show. This is going to be another Woo-hoo. long one, but I think it's a great one. This is a great episode. No, and you edit out. You edit out the breaks, Ryan. <laughs> you take six to seven hours. We're getting we're getting ready for 2018 because uh, even if you're you're fighting for a championship now, you still have to think about the future and that rookie draft. So we're getting ready. So thanks again for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Joes. You can contact us directly at thefantasyjoes at gmail or at ffjoes on twitter your feedback is always welcome let us know how we're doing and what you want from us we come at you weekly on fridays with new episodes but be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review but only if it is a positive one you can find us on twitter trey is at trey barrett will is at fantasyjoe underscore will and i'm at rotolibrarian on behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Joes. Good day, everybody. Are you English? I don't know what that accent was. (laughs) Good day, everybody. Good day. Put on the shrimp on the barbie. That's awesome. Uh, One of my favorite. One of my favorite arguments.